Right now on SB Nation Radio, we talk about the biggest and latest news involving cars. We call it Let's Talk Wheels. We saved the best for last. The 67 Shelby Mustang GT500. There she is. There's Eleanor. With Mike Herzing, here's your host, Matt Peralt. Good Saturday morning to you, everybody. Welcome to the SB Nation Radio Network and your favorite auto show, Let's Talk Wheels. I'm Mike Herzing. My radio partner, Matt Peralt, that lucky dog, is off this week. But subbing for him is our good friend, Greg Riley from Gearbox TV. Good morning, Greg. Hey, good Saturday morning. How are you doing this morning? Man, it is great. All right, let's get started here. Now, folks, this President's Day, flex your freedom the way all of our great presidents intended at the Jeep President's Day event. Hurry in for great deals. Now, we got that out of the way. We've got a great show planned. After this news segment, we've got a pair of interesting car reviews. I've got a Jaguar, and you have, what, a Cadillac? Cadillac. Wow, hot stuff. And we're also going to talk to Garrett Gobbins from Best Stop. Now, these folks have a lot of neat accessories for Jeeps and trucks and things like that. It's going to be nice. And we're going to wrap up, as always, answering some of the, your auto questions that you, the audience, have sent in to Mike at Let'sTalkWheels.com. Some of them are kind of funny. Some of them are kind of f- very interesting, but it'll be great. But, hey, let's talk about some, some of the news stories this week. A lot of neat stuff. We've got some, some sales numbers coming in, but I, I want to talk about something else that I just couldn't believe. Remember all that, that stuff that VWs have and all that trouble Volkswagen's been running Dieselgate, isn't that what they call it? Dieselgate, yeah. With all the, the, the thing with the diesels and everybody was whining. And, and here in the U.S. and even in Europe, a lot of problems, right? Well, guess what? They still sold more cars than ever, and they beat Volkswagen as the top brand for the year for 2016. Is that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, I know that they sell a lot. Don't get me wrong. And, well, you know, v, uh, one time but they you know, it wasn't the owners that were complaining anyway. The owners loved the cars. It was the EPA that was complaining. The cars are great to drive. Well, you know, you got a point there. I never really thought about that. And the owners are going to make a lot of money out of it. But after all that bad press, sure enough, uh, it, what happens is they, they're, they're selling the, the heck out of cars in China, which helped their total sales to 10.3 million cars. Wow. Now, that's not all the, you know, the big fancy. Sometimes they're the, some of the mini cars. And in 2015, they went down to 9.93. But also, don't forget, they've got Audi, Porsche, and, of course, Skoda, which we don't get here in the U.S. But Audi, Audi's on their, like, 73rd month of record sales in a row. Uh, and I think before all this erupted, Volkswagen had aspirations of, of overtaking Toyota and being the world's number one auto manufacturer, and likely would have. <laughs> yeah, well, they would have done it before, but now this, this, you know, of course, they did it a couple years ago when when Volkswagen had a, I mean, with with Toyota had a had a, they had the big earthquake there in Japan and messed up production. But right now, with Audi and Porsche and, and rocking so much, and even Skoda, uh, the sales are really, really kind of nuts. Of course, the Toyota folks are a little bummed about it. But uh, they're manning up and said, hey, let's wait. We'll try it again next year. And, uh, but, but China's a big market when you think of, you know, how and many. is a super popular brand in China and the rest of the world. Well, you know, it really is. And, and you know, they make, they make great cars. I just, and also, what, what irritates me about Volkswagen, and I love, I love the brand, but it seems like here in the U.S., we don't get the really cool cars. The, 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 the Scirocco and all these other really neat things that they have in Europe. People think, oh, this is great. They don't bring them here. I was hearing Jeremy Clarkson talk the other night, and you know what he said his daily driver is? What's that? A Golf 4 Motion. Well, there you go. And there's a guy who can drive anything. Uh, he can drive anything he wants. You're right. And he, and But they're great cars, and they're fun to drive. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to have a Volkswagen next week after right after this Jaguar. And uh, I tell you what, that's kind of neat. It's a Jag. Uh, I know. I know. But, uh, you know, something is that's different. That's different between your, your generation, mine, and, and the younger generation is leasing. Right now, leasing levels have hit a high, new high water mark in 2016. Okay, um, they think it's going to level off this year a little bit, 
But right now, because everybody want, wants what? SUVs and, and pickup trucks, right? That, that's Absolutely. The, that's the thing that everybody wants. That's the hot stuff. And, and so the best way you can afford those, because those suckers are crazy expensive, um, is to lease them. All right, so not, I'm I'm more of a keep the car for a long, long time, drive it till the wheels off of it. That's me, and that kind of stuff. But there's other people that really want a new car every three or four years. Hey, what a great idea! And basically, they lease it. I you know, I know a lot of young folks, especially my, even my son's age, who's 30, um, and I like you know he they're just used to having a car payment. It's something that's just like like rent. It's like I have a friend that says it's like the rent or the utilities or whatever. They figure they're never going to have a time without a car payment. That's exactly right. They don't ever expect to not have a car payment. But right now, leasing is now 31% of all new vehicles for 2016, which is up from 29 in 2015. That was a, that was a record high. So actually, it's really going – it's grown 91%. Leasing has gone, gone up 91% in the last five years. They're just trying to get more bang for the buck when you think about it. Everybody wants – you know, like I said, big SUVs and everything. And right now, they're holding their value so much, and that's what you—that's what your lease well, is based on—is residual value at the and, end. You know, of the cost the of acquisition of a lease and all that is attractive to younger folks too. They don't have to put so much money up front, and they keep the car as long as they uh, till the lease is in. Then they go get a get a brand new one. So well, not a bad deal. Well, you know, it, right here, True Car it says that they looked at a loaded Chevy Suburban, cost about sixty-seven thousand dollars, which is you know twice as much as my first house. To buy it, you'd be looking at a down payment of about $6,700, or you could lease it for $2,000 down and a monthly payment about $100 less than if you bought it. But, of course, again, after three or four years, you're giving it back and just say thank you. And if you put too many miles on it, it's going to cost you money, Uh, which is, you know, around Texas and stuff, you put a lot of miles on vehicles. So that's where the leasing is really tough here. You probably have a shorter lease. But... For a lot of people, that's that looks really nice. I, I can get a new car every three or four years, get the latest technology and everything else. But when you look at the average age of a vehicle on the road, it's it's over 11 years old, 11 and a half years old. So a lot of people are still not leasing. I mean, also, I like to buy lease return vehicles because most of them are still under warranty. And I and, bought one last year. And there, my return. friend, is a sweet spot. Now you're talking. <laughs> yeah, and there's going to a lot that, on the average, a lease payment is going to be $120 less than the average what people finance. But, you know, their finances, financing them for seven and eight years now. It's nuts. Um, but you're seeing a lot of leasing. I remember when they came out with a 48-month car loan, and everybody thought that was insane. <laughs> I know. It now it's, now it's 72 to 84 months. Uh, that's crazy. But right now, like I said, leasing hits a sweet spot for the millennials. They enjoy the benefits of owning a new vehicle at a low price point and the latest feature they crave. There's a BMW dealer out here in Houston, and they say 80% of the cars they, they go off the lot are leased. You know, that's, and, of course, you know, with the maintenance on some of the European cars and luxury cars, sure enough, you get, you get the, the best three or four years out of them, and you give them back, and then you get a new one. So, especially if you can write it off or some kind no of way fuss, with taxes, no fuss, no headaches. It's it's a much better deal. But the brands like Ram and GMC and Chevrolet, normally you don't see a lot of leasing. You'll see on the commercial side, but not on the resident. You know, on on the 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 public side. Right now, it's right now they're they're they're, they're leasing has jumped between five and twelve percent five years ago. Right now, the sales, the lease rates are jumping more than a hundred percent. So, I mean, they're really leasing like crazy. Just regular vehicles, and I—that's you know—I think that's—I don't know if that's good or bad, but what that means in well, about you know three it, years, there's going to be a lot of great vehicles on the market. But you know what? If that brings those young folks into the market, if that's what that's doing, then that's all great because the car companies have been having trouble selling cars to millennials. So maybe this is a a new way, a new a new day, and a new way. Well, you know, I never really thought about that, but you know, you are you are absolutely right. And and for the last story I wanted to talk about is Ford, 
And, you know, you've got everybody has an older vehicle. Ford is, is talking about everybody wants the new uh, goodies for their smart link and stuff. So they've come up with something called smart link, and you plug it into the OBD2 port, which is the onboard diagnostic generation 2 port uh, right below the steering wheel, and enables all the 2010 to 2016 Ford Lincoln vehicles to download the latest Ford technology. Okay, they can, you can remotely unlock and lock your vehicle with your smartphone and start your car and all that with your smartphone. You can use 4G LTE Wi-Fi hotspot. You can get health and security alerts for the vehicle, and you can get vehicle location assistance. So think about that. You've got a, a 2010 or 2011. I know my daughter has a 2011 uh, Ford Escape. She can plug this in there and add on, and it's almost now, like having I've uh, never heard OnStar. anybody else doing that. I mean, none of the other manufacturers are doing it that I'm aware of. This is brand new for Ford, and, you know, they're looking at different ways. Ford's even starting to build parts for Chevys and, and – uh, and Toyotas and Hondas, and they're, they're coming out with a whole new line of parts that for all the other vehicles besides Ford. And so uh, Ford is really doing some really innovative things to just make some buck, make a buck. And, you know, I think this one's great. Kudos to Ford. Uh, of course, you know, of course, when you won't have, you know, your, your keypad. Let's say you have remote uh, key. Um, your security, they call it the clicker, basically unlock and lock the remotes. It won't have the, the remote start on it. So you can't use it as a remote start. So using your phone, that's awesome. Um, this is going to be great, and I think it's going to be awesome. But I tell you what, uh, we're going to have to wrap this up. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break with our car reviews. You're listening to Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing right here on the SB Nation Radio Network. This is Let's Talk Wheels on SB Nation Radio with the car guru himself, Mike Herzing. Here's your host, Matt Peralta. Welcome back to Let's Talk Wheels on the SB Nation Radio Network. I'm your host, Mike Kersing, and with me is Greg Riley. How you doing, Greg? Hello. Good morning. It's great. Thank you for filling in for Matt. I'm sure he appreciates it, except oh, for the fact for he's moving. But, uh, folks, this segment is powered by Ram Trucks, America's longest-lasting pickups, Guts, Glory, and Ram. Of course, I can't do that as well as Sam Elliott. <laughs> you know, that would be... Of course, I got paid enough. I could probably change my voice. Uh, tell you what, you've got a car review. Yes, I do. On the uh, new Cadillac ATS-V, I'll give you a little bit of background. I went to a Texas Auto Riders event back uh, last spring, and they had both the CTS-V and the ATS-V there, and we were able to drive both of them back-to-back on the uh, Texas Motor Speedway, which was fantastic. But I found myself really wanting to spend some more wheel time, particularly in the ATS-V, so I called Cadillac up and said, hey, would you loan me one? And uh, after a few gyrations and them uh, checking yeah. me out and making sure I was uh, qualified, a Velocity Red ATSV two-door coupe showed up in my driveway. Fantastic car. And uh, my son immediately named it Smooth Jazz. Now, the ATSV is built on the Alpha platform, which is the same uh, platform that underpins the new Chevy Camaro. Mm-hmm. And so all you guys that uh, you lusted after Camaro when you were in your 30s and 40s, now when you're like us in your 50s and your 60s, the ATSV is the car to, uh, to aspire to. But the car is fantastic. It is comfortable. It has an amazing amount of horsepower. It has a 464 horsepower twin turbocharged V6 oh. with 445 foot-pounds of torque. You can get a six-speed manual, but the one that uh, that we uh, were loaned had the uh, eight-speed automatic with the uh, with the paddle shifters. <clears throat> Top speed on this thing is 189 miles an hour. Yeah, and the paddle shifters actually work on that car. Oh, they do. Yeah, everything on this car just—I mean—it was just fantastic. 189. Yes, sir. Oh, 189 wow. miles an hour. You know, and the, I compared it to the CTSV. 
the CTSV is almost too much car for the street. Oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy a sledgehammer of a car. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. but but the ATSV is just right. There's plenty of power. It's fun to drive. It handles phenomenally. Uh, it attracts a crowd and gets attention wherever it goes. And, I mean, heck, if you're going to buy a Cadillac, that's what you want, isn't it? 24 miles to the gallon. You know, of course, that's not why you buy it. But on the highway, that's great. That ain't bad. And 19 combined. I mean, And heck. if you, you think of the horsepower they're getting from a 3.6-liter V6. I mean, yeah. back when I was a kid, you had to have a big block or something, you know, with a bunch of a supercharger and all this stuff to even approach that horsepower. And the, the torque is what really amazes me is that's like 100 yeah. foot-pounds more torque than a car had during the muscle car era. Right, but that's what you feel in the seat of your pants. Exactly right. But the car has a lot of really neat features. The interior is just phenomenal. Uh, ours had the uh, had the optional uh, seats in it, which are Recaro built seats. Um, uh, it was just really a lot of fun to drive. We did make a few um, spirited runs, if you will. Um, we didn't break any laws. <laughs> At least we didn't get any tickets, so we'll we'll stick with that. Uh, but it is built uh, U.S. built cars, built in Lansing, Lansing, Michigan. Uh, has a tremendous amount of U.S. Uh, content. Um, and, you know, and the thing has a lot of other interesting uh, features. The one that we had had the Pilot Super Sport tires on it, and these things are so sticky when you get them hot. I think you could stick your finger stick yeah. your finger in them like hot bubble gum or something. Uh, it also has a segment-exclusive data recorder, which means that through the infotainment system, you can record your performance numbers, whether it is the G-forces or the acceleration or the quarter-mile times or all of those things, mm -hmm. which is kind of neat. Um, it has really fantastic steering feel, and uh, it has really great uh, aerodynamics, which is how it achieves the 189-mile-an-hour top speed. But, but it's still a Cadillac, and it's a comfortable, nice car, great on the highway and quiet inside. It is a gorgeous, uh, go gorgeous car, and I highly recommend it to anybody that's shopping for a performance coupe. Okay, and instead of that BMW 3 Series or that Audi, they can look at this one instead. I, I, uh, absolutely, and of course it isn't cheap. It stickers for almost $80,000 fully optioned, but what a car. All right. Now, I wasn't quite, I, wasn't, I don't know, I was lucky to. I had a Jaguar, uh, and it's the called the 2017 XE 20D all-wheel drive R-Sport. I know that's a bunch of letters, but nice car. It's not the biggest, not, not the giant Jag. It's more like a mid-sized vehicle. Um, it had a diesel. Now, people went, wait a minute. Diesel engine? Wait, wait, wait. A Jaguar with a diesel? Yeah, a Jaguar. It's a four-cylinder, a two, a four two-liter diesel. It's got an eight-speed transmission, the same eight-speed that Chrysler uses, that ZF transmission. Great transmission. So with, that, with those eight gears and this 318 pound-feet of torque, it really has some cojones. Now, it's supposed to have 141 mile-an-hour top speed, but our, it's, it's limited here in the U.S., uh, I think it's 121 in the U.S., but 0 to 60 is a little over 8 seconds, so it's not a, a turd. I mean, it's not slow, but it's not a rocket ship either, okay? Well, it's a diesel. But, but here's the other thing. It's, you get in there, and it's got a full tank of fuel, which is not a giant fuel tank, but it has it goes 620 miles to empty. What? And I was like, uh, what? you're kidding me. So it'll go six, over 600 miles on a tank of fuel, and I was on the freeway. Uh, doing 75, which is in Texas, you get run over on the freeway. The speed limit's 75. You're doing 80, for example. It's turning like 1,800 RPM, so the engine's barely running. Um, I'm getting 42 and a half miles per gallon. I took a trip up to East Texas. I had to go through stop and go in some little towns and things like that. I averaged 42.3 miles per gallon, for real. Fantastic. Now, it's rated from the EPA at 40, but most diesels do beat their ratings. Uh, in town... I was probably getting in the 30s, low 30s, but I mean, come on, this thing is great, 
And you know what's wild is the extra price for the diesel is not like a pickup truck where it's $5,000. It's a $1,500 bump, basically. Not bad. So if you're going to be on the highway a lot, this thing is a highway beast. It's comfortable. It's quiet. The diesel engine is very, very quiet. It's basically, I think the decibels are just about the same as the gas engine. Uh, it does have paddle shifters, and I, un- I said, why? It, it's a diesel. It's not going to rev up like crazy. Why put them there? They're kind of cheesy plastic anyway. Come on, take them off the steering wheel. They did have heated seats and heated steering wheel and a really neat 10.2-inch uh, touchscreen infotainment system. It's got an 825 watts for sound system. Um, awesome. I mean, you can you can have you know blood running out of your ears if you cranked it up really good. But it is a little bit difficult. I never did find there's no knobs. So when you got an old fart like me, I like knobs, I like buttons. Uh, it's all basically touchscreen, and you kind of have to get used to that. And I I found the the volume control eventually, and it's on the steering wheel. There may be another one, but I still after a week haven't found it yet. Um, you, it's all apps and things like that, and you push screen and the climate control and all that stuff is apps. But it, it's, you know, once you learn it, it'd be great. I'm sure for a millennial, it'd be, they laugh at me. I'm sure my kids would be laughing at me. Uh, this is just, this is so simple. But it's a nice car. The diesel engine's really easy to start on a cold day, so when people think about diesels like that. Um, my gosh, it's, it's a great vehicle, and I t- it's, it's comfortable, it's quiet, fuel economy is great. Now, the base price starts at 49000 for this one. This is the Archbrook. Now, this one's all-wheel drive. I forgot to mention that. So all-wheel drive. So you can add another mile per gallon or so if you wanted to go with just the rear-wheel drive version. This one had a couple of goodies, like, you know, but it ended up being uh, base price. The retail price is 49995 But I can tell you what, folks, you know you can walk in there and say, look, I want one of those. Pointed over there, and this one, this one was black. On it was kind of a dark blue with black wheels and black trim. It has a heads-up display in the in the in the windshield. It's a really neat vehicle. I saw it in the parking lot. It's gorgeous. You know, I tell you what, anybody looking for a midsize sporty car, it handles like it's on rails. It's really fun. It's a highway beast. I would look at the 2017 Jaguar XE, and you can get either all-wheel drive or anything. But the 20D, 20D, uh, really nice vehicle. And so, guys, we're running out of time, and right after the break, we'll be talking to Garrett from Best Stop, and it's going to be fun, great great accessories. So this is Let's Talk Wheels on the SB Nation Radio Network. Be right back. This is Let's Talk Wheels on SB Nation Radio with the car guru himself, Mike Herzing. Here's your host, Matt Peralt. Oh, welcome back, folks, to Let's Talk Wheels right here on the SB Nation Radio Network. I'm Mike Herzing, and Matt Peralt is off this week, and luckily we have Greg Riley from Gearbox TV is going to stand in for him. Good morning. This is really great, isn't it? All right, folks, let's go to the Progressive Insurance Celebrity Guest Line where we have Garrett Grobbins from a company called Best Stop, and they are Jeep Gods. They know everything about Jeep and sell all kinds of parts for Jeeps and trucks and things like that. Garrett. Yes, sir. Talk to your people. Tell us about Jeeps. Tell us about Jeeps and Rams and and all kinds of truck goodies. (laughs) Well, Bathtop has been around for about 62 years, and we were born and raised, and we we like to say we're still growing up right here in the Boulder, Colorado area. Oh, you Uh, dog. I hate you. <laughs> it's not a bad place to be, although some people might uh, disagree with that in the wintertime. 
Yeah. But we, we like to say that we have the best product testing ground in the world right here in our backyard with all the trails that we can go off-roading on. Well, yeah, I've been up there on my motorcycle and four-wheelers before. It's awesome up there. I mean, what, what a better place to, to find, you know, to figure out what Jeep people need and, and off-roaders need, you know, the, the truck steps and, and tonneau covers. And I, I'm, I'm looking at this stuff, and it doesn't end. You guys supply just about anything. But tell us about some of your most popular products. Well, we're really known for soft tops for Jeep Wranglers. So chances are really good that if you've seen a Jeep tooling around uh, Houston or wherever you may be with a soft top, uh, chances are really good that that's a best top soft top. We've been doing it for 62 years, and we, we, we think we're widely recognized as the highest quality premium soft top out there. Oh, okay. That's, no. that's really what we're known for. All right. What else? Some of, some, some of the other things you do. I know you can't just stop at tops. I saw look at your website. It goes crazy over there. Yeah, that's right. And it's really not known by many people who've come to know us through Soft Tops that we offer just a whole treasure chest of Jeep accessories. People love to customize their Jeeps, and uh, we, we like to give them what they want. So it ranges from uh, bumpers to soft storage to uh, tire tire carriers to, I mean, really, you name it. One of our uh, most popular products in, in the recent uh, years has been uh, these power boards, which when you open your uh, doors to your Jeep Wrangler, uh-huh. they deploy from underneath uh, to give you an easy way to step up into your Jeep, which is a, quite a big deal, especially because a lot, a lot of people really like to get lifts on their Jeeps nowadays. Wow. So you're a little bit on the shorter side like me. Those power boards are pretty convenient. Okay. Now, but also you said power boards. That means they obviously retract. That's right. So you That's don't right. smash them. Is that, is that <laughs> one of the reasons? <laughs> well, the, the uh, so, so the... Basically, the door talks to the power board and tells right. it when to uh, deploy. Right. And then uh, once, you, once you close the door, yep. it retracts back under the, the Jeep so you can't see it. And uh, I should note also that we make power boards for trucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen them on trucks. If someone will come and stock with them when you buy the gazillion dollar, you know, the $80,000 model, the, the uh, you know, Laramie Longhorn or your King Ranch or something, any of those models will have those retractable things. I thought that would be really cool to have on another vehicle without having to buy everything because a lot of people want – you know, uh, women especially are just shorter people. You're trying to get up some, uh, get up in there, uh, especially once you, like you said, you lift it. Um, but then again, yeah, you don't or, want... or kids too, right? Yeah. We all like to have our kids yeah. jump in the back, and we're heading off to hockey practice or or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and so it's really convenient for kids. Well, the best part is it just gets up out of the way, so that way you have it when you need it. When you don't need it, it's it's folded up. That's right. It's it's pretty much out of sight. So that's uh, been one of our. Um, uh, one of our products that's really picking up steam and popularity lately. Okay, now tell us about what you have uh, for the bumpers on um, bumpers and things like that. Well, with bumpers, uh, I'll actually give you guys a little sneak preview. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we we already uh, sell uh, bumpers for uh, Jeeps, but we're coming out with our new modular bumper system, and uh, this is by popular demand. What we kept hearing from people is, you know what, I, I really would love to have uh, kind of mix and match options to make my bumper look exactly the way that I want it. Sure. So uh, our new modular bumper system, which will be coming out in, in the next month and a half, offers people a number of different elements that they can uh, kind of mix and match as they please, from the, the center portion to a roller to a grill guard to a tire carrier to end caps. Oh, so you can change. Every- oh, that's kind of cool. You know, that's kind of yeah. like, um, I know they have the new the new some of the Ram Promaster vans have those modular bumpers, but that's for when you smash one corner of it. This is yours is just you know to customize it because you know like it, Jeeps are like Harleys. You hardly ever see stock ones. 
Uh, nobody has a Correct. stock Harley. Nobody has a stock Jeep. You always want to customize it to and by be the way, I was just looking yours. At, I was looking at your website, and you Jeep guys are crazy. I'm looking at some of the pictures on here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we certainly have some of those hardcores right here in our office. They uh, they live to go up some pretty crazy stuff. And uh, right around the corner now, we have the big Moab uh, Easter Jeep Safari. Right. That is pretty much the can't-miss event every year. I went to it for the first time in my life last year, mm-hmm. and I could not believe some of the stuff that they were driving up. Well, it's just once you own a Jeep, it's really hard to, to not have one forever. I mean, it's just you, if you sell it, you kind of wish you had it again. Who, do, who doesn't love a Jeep? I who mean, doesn't really? love a Jeep? I mean, it's right. You know, it's like heaven. And then who doesn't want to customize it? You know, bumpers, fenders. Uh, the tops, of course, you know, get that big, that, that heavy top off there and put on something that you can fold down really quick and easy and that's quality. And uh, I know you guys, that's why I looked you guys up because you all are the people for quality parts. Well, and, and here's the big thing about soft tops, too, because anybody who buys a Jeep, eventually they find themselves wrestling uh, with, with, with their, their thoughts and, and they're thinking, well, do I want a soft top? Do I really yeah. need a soft top? And the person who... Uh, would want a soft top is that person who loves just the open air experience, right? Yeah. So, and that soft top gives you exactly that. So with a soft top, you can easily flip the top open and give yourself uh, a lot of sunshine. You can also take off the side panels and the back so that you're riding what we call bikini style where you mm-hmm. just have top coverage. Right. So you have a lot of number, you have so many different options there to really enjoy that fresh air. And that's really why we all love Jeeps, isn't it? Well, you know, it is. I'm, even, even my 1947 model that I have, that it's the same thing. I just love it with, you know, it doesn't have a top, but uh, it would eventually. But, you know, that's the best part about them. And, uh, you know, with the big old heavy fiberglass tops that, that have come on them, that, that's great for horrible, horrible weather and going back and forth to work and things like that and the daily grind. But when you're going out and having fun and it's a pretty day, it's just nice to have the top down. You know what I mean? It just doesn't get any better than that. And, you know, I was looking at your, oh, I know. your website and I, was, I see something on there called Project Pink. What is that? Oh, wow. So... Project Pink is a very special first-time promotion that we're running, uh, where we we've customized that that Jeep, and that's uh, we've taken two of our best-selling tops, tops, the Trek Top NX and Trek Top Pro, and we've customized it with pink stitching and embroidery, and we're inviting people to uh, donate. Th- it's it's basically a raffle. We're asking awesome. people to donate three dollars for a single raffle ticket, and they can buy as many raffle tickets as they want. And then at the end of the promotion, we're going to raffle off those two tops, and all the money raised is going to be donated to the American Cancer Society in support of breast cancer awareness and research. And Look by the way, it's a, it's a cool-looking Jeep, too, by the way, i got to add. I mean, I'm not in the Yeah, that's right. Hey, it's pretty cool-looking. Well, actually, it is really a good-looking Jeep. Well, now, the, the, the folks who are out in your western region listening in, uh, they can actually see that Project Pink Jeep. It's going to be making a big road trip from Colorado out to Southern California for the upcoming King of the Hammers event, Uh-oh. which is this, this like super hardcore off-road event not to be missed. And uh, anybody who's in the neighborhood out there can stop by the Best Top Ten and see the Project Pink. Uh, Jeep. Well, there you go. Now, also, real quick before we run out of time, let's talk about a little bit hit on trucks. We do have a lot of truck listeners out there. You've got some tonneau covers and things like that? That's right. We have hard and soft tonneau covers. I mentioned earlier those power boards, which, again, I mean, that it, it's almost as if they work by magic. Yeah. And the- 
significance that they deliver is unreal. And then also a little-known product that we make is really a soft top for a, a truck. It's, it's called our super top for truck, and instead of having that hard fiberglass uh, shell for your, your truck bed, uh, th- this is a soft top, so it offers you that that better versatility if if you don't want it on there. Well, that's that's awesome. Now, tell us about the website real quick. We're running out of time, and we'll uh, sure, get your yeah. phone numbers. So we're 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 besttop.com. That's b-e-s-t-o-p.com, and you can go there for all sorts of great product information. Uh, that project paint promotion you mentioned. Also, we encourage people to go there to uh, also learn where they can buy best top products. We have a whole network of dealers from four wheel parts to Quadratech to Morris4x4Center.com. So uh, that's BassTop.com, and that's where you can find as much info as you'd ever want about our humble company. All right. Thanks for joining us today, Garrett. Thanks a lot for having me, you guys. All right. I appreciate it. See you soon. All right, folks. That was interesting. Now, coming up next is our question and answer segment where I answer your emailed-in car, truck, or motorcycle question. Be right back. This is Let's Talk Wheels on the SB Nation Radio Network. This is Let's Talk Wheels on SB Nation Radio with the car guru himself, Mike Herzing. Here's your host, Matt Peralt. Welcome back to Let's Talk Wheels right here on the SB Nation Radio Network. I'm your host, Mike Herzing. Of course, now right here filling in for Matt Peralt today is Greg Riley from Gearbox TV. Thanks, Greg. Oh, good to be here. Matt, folks, this segment of Let's Talk Wheels is brought to you by our great friends at Nissan. Now, folks, this is one of my favorite segments. This is where you, our listeners, you email in your car questions. Kind of a kind of a dear Mikey, but not dear Abby, but dear Mikey. So, all right. If you have any questions, by the way, just email me, Mike at letstalkwheels.com, and I'll try to get everybody an answer. Now, first question is from Don. Uh, he asks if aftermarket, they call them cowboy bumpers on his big Ram truck, will affect the airbag deployment. That's a that's a great question. You know, they put these big giant iron bumpers. Look like they came off a battleship. I don't even know the answer to this one. Uh, no, because the airbag sensors are behind the bumpers, and so no, it should not affect the airbag deployment whatsoever. Uh, and uh, but I tell you what, it might affect it because really, the may, airbags may not go off as much because with those bumpers, they, you don't get hurt. You may not may not may not come in contact with the <laughs> sensors behind the bumpers. Yeah, may not ever come out, come in contact with the sensors because it makes a big difference. All right, next question is Connie. She has a 2011 Chevy Traverse, which is the same as a Buick Enclave and a GMC Acadia. Uh, basically, they're, they're all cousins. It has a strange thing that happens. It's been running It's been running hot, so they check the radiator, find out, yeah, it's low on coolant. Uh-oh. So it's happened several times. So obviously they have some kind of a leak. But there's not a spot on the floor, on the garage. So they don't know that, you know, any coolant in the oil. There's no coolant in the oil. There's no big clouds of steam coming out behind it. So there's not a head-blown head gasket or anything. She says the vehicle runs great as long as I don't want to ever overheat a vehicle, folks. That's probably people talk about running out of oil and things like that. Overheating them is, is just as bad. Sometimes it's even worse because it'll just warp everything, all the aluminum engines and things like that. She wants to know where it's going. Though Sometimes it could be. Uh, some of the intake gaskets on some of the older models would have something where the coolant is dripping onto the hot engine, not pouring out, but just maybe drip, seeping out. And as soon as you stop, it's under pressure, because don't forget your cooling system is under about 15 pounds of pressure all the time. And that's why they, that's how they raise the, the boiling rate. You know, water boils at 212 degrees, but you'll notice your car runs 220 and 230. Now, how can they do that? They put everything under pressure, and that raises the boiling point. Okay, well... What happens on these things is a lot of times the water pump seal goes bad. I think, as a matter of fact, 2,000 earlier models than that had a water pump recall on the earlier models. But this one, that, but, so what they'll probably has is a water pump leaking, and it's, and it's dripping down on the side of the engine. The engine's warm. 
when they pull it, especially when they stop. So what's going to happen is it's going to evaporate. You're going to find a stain, and you might find some some leaks, but it just maybe a lot of times they'll blow back. Blow back. So have your have your tech there look on the passenger side of the of the vehicle, and look underneath there, and you'll see the side of the engine. It's kind of it's right up against the frame too, which is how these engines are when they're when they're stuck in sideways, transverse mounted. There's not much room, but I'm guessing it's going to have a leaking water pump. Could have a leaking radiator, but normally they will leak a lot more than that, and they'll you'll see a drip on the ground. But the first thing you do, what what do you do is you'll take it to a technician, or if you feel like buying all the extra tools, you're a do-it-yourselfer, then you'll want to pressure the system up with a pump. They have a special, you know, seals, and you put this little gadget on there, and it pressures the system up. That way, you can just look for leaks. Uh, that's a lot better than having started up. Neat. Yeah. So that's it. So now, with our last question today is Dalton. Great name. Looking to find a classic Mustang for a date night car. That's actually kind of a fun thing. It is. Now, where, how should you start looking? doesn't have to be perfect. Just something that looks good and it's reliable, taking the wife out. Uh, figuring like 65 to 70, somewhere around in there. So, Greg, you're an expert on this. So I am kind of an expert on this, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, there's several different things you could do. The first thing that I would do is go to Hemmings.com. That's kind of the Bible of the old car hobby. Uh-huh. And they'll have thousands of listings of uh, collector cars for sale. But also another good resource is Craigslist. I'm always trolling the Craigslist ads because you never know what you're going to see. A couple of summers ago, there were three Mustangs that showed up on there all at once, and they were all just really inexpensive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes you go look for a particular maker model and there's nothing, and other times there will be multiple choices. But the third option, and you have to be cautious about this, is you can go to one of the classic car auctions like Meekum or something like that. But you also have to remember when you buy an auction, you do not have the opportunity to road test the car. All you can do is run it and look it over. So be sure that you bring somebody with you that knows what they're looking at, have them inspect the car thoroughly, because, again, you're not going to be able to road test it if you buy it in an auction. But you can get a deal sometimes. Well, a lot of times I'll tell folks that, that go ahead and just go to a local cruise-in, a car show. I mean, they have them like Saturday nights most places. Uh, have them here in Houston all over the place every Saturday night all summer. And, um, and talk to some of the Mustang guys. And, uh, and, and, and gals, a lot of them, the, the husband and wife will go out there for the, the date night. They'll go to a car show, and they'll, they'll show their Mustang and things like that. There may be 10 or 12 of them. They may know somebody that's wanting to move up from a Mustang to a Corvette or this or that. They want to sell their car. And you'll get a really good car and, that and way. when you're there, look for me because odds are I'll be there too. <laughs> yeah. And one of those things that just kind of get, get involved in those things because a lot of these guys will buy these cars, and they have them for a while, but they're all tinkerers. So once they've kind of fixed it all up, some of the funds out of it. So then they move, they'll move. they sell it and move and on to another some, car. There are more than one really active Mustang club in the Houston area. Google it, and you'll find uh, that there's a, a number of different clubs, and they're very, very active, and they're a great resource. Well, I know. Then that's the best way. That's how I found you know, m- my uh, Jeep and things like that. You just go to the Jeep club and say, they go, look, I've got somebody that's moving. They have a, they have a really great vehicle, and they want to sell it. Or sometimes somebody, somebody gets a little bit too old yeah. to drive and, and things like that. a lot of like times that. those club guys, they really care about who winds up with the car. They want right. it to go to a good home. They want so to give, sometimes yeah. you can get a better deal that way. Like you're that way with your Corvairs. You know, you have how you many Corvairs? Mention, you had to how many Corv- Corvairs do you have? Four. Four. Well, see, there you go. And so uh, if I was going to ask about Corvairs, I'd talk to you because you probably know where there's a good one for sale. And that, that's much easier to me than, than going to Craigslist. I really think so. But uh, tell you what, we're going to wrap this up today. Greg? I really appreciate you coming in. Oh, I appreciate you having me in. As, uh, as we always say, I'm a font of useless information, so hopefully you got something out of it today. Well, GearboxTV.com yes, sir. is the name of your site, and I highly recommend all the folks uh, checking out. Uh, thanks to Garrett Gone for, from Best Top for showing up today and, and talking to us. And uh, don't forget, folks, if you have a question, just email me, Mike, at Let's Talk Wheels.com, and I'm going to work really hard to get you the answer. 
And always, as always, you can always find Let's Talk Wheels on podcastarena.com forward slash Let's Talk Wheels or listen to our new website. You can actually, when I said listen, I said you pop it up and it's all of our shows are right there on the website just for you. But thank you for listening today and happy motoring.